You're listening to Outgrow Podcast, where different experts from the CBD and cannabis industry join us to talk about business and challenges they're facing. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Digital Octane. Digital Octane provides design and development services for companies from the CBD and cannabis industries. If you decided to set up your own business and want to establish an online presence, contact Digital Octane for a free consultation regarding website design and development. They provide a variety of options that will suit your specific needs. After work is done, you receive a fully functional site for your business, which you can use right away. To request a free consultation, go to digitaloctane.co or write to cbd at digitaloctane.co. Uh, how are you? How's, uh, I'm okay. how's, your, yeah, how's your business going? And did the pandemic uh, affect you somehow? Um, so, you know, Fusion CBD is, uh, we started about five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2016. And, and even before that, uh, I was looking at the New York medical marijuana market and it just wasn't a good, um, uh, business to enter unless you had tens of millions of dollars. So mm-hmm. I started looking at other opportunities and options and business partners. And, um, you know, I connected with my biz- current business partner, Ed McCauley. Uh, very early on, and we formed Oregon Fusion in, in 2016. And so this was kind of ahead of the curve, uh, ahead of what a lot of people were looking at at the time. And mm-hmm. I picked up my fa- my family, my wife, eight-month-old daughter, and we drove from New York out to Oregon, and we, we completely transplanted. So that was the beginning um, back in 2016. Uh, fast forward, uh, after a couple of years with Oregon Fusion, uh, New York opened up their licensing. And mm-hmm. so we formed New York Kemp Alliance. Um, after doing a, a bit more work, created some more products, we're like, well, Oregon Fusion doesn't really have a national brand. So that's when we decided to form Fusion CBD. Fusion CBD has become our backbone of our company and the products that we create. Uh, we have you know, 20 plus different products out on the market. Mm-hmm. And now we're even manufacturing uh, hand sanitizers. Uh, mm-hmm. So we, we've in 2019, we had 400 acres in the ground in four different states, uh, a mm-hmm. partner farm program, a contract farm program, and we've ramped up uh, manufacturing. And everything was going great. And then now this pandemic worldwide has really leveled the playing field. So we're taking aggressive actions as a company uh, in order to survive and see it through until the marketplace gets a little bit better. Mm. So uh, you say that you have decrease in business, not increasing. Uh, like, uh, do you sell more sanitizers or CBD now or uh, did it decrease because of the pandemic? We've had multiple revenue streams within our businesses, and mm-hmm. what has decreased is uh, biomass and oil sales. 
the, the raw commodities. Uh, flour mm-hmm. sale, trimmed flour sales are a big part of our revenue stream, and we have seen a decrease, although we're holding on. And our product line is now starting to increase in revenue. So it's really been a, a shift, um, and, and a shift in our focus and our energy is into the, the products and the brand. And we're going to become more of a marketing company as the years go on. Mm. So, so uh, you say you started uh, five years ago, and um, the CBD, uh, I suppose, became entirely entirely legal in US uh, in about 2017, I suppose. And uh, can can you tell us how did it change uh, the entire industry, like for the past five years? Uh, what did change, and what did change the most during these years? So 2016 was almost too early in the marketplace. Uh, mm-hmm. 2017 and 2018 were great years where there was an extraordinarily high demand and not a lot of material on the marketplace. Um, then the farm bill passed. And once the farm bill passed, all these um, institutional farmers or you know people that are conservative said, okay, now I can enter the marketplace. And we saw uh, quadruple the amount of acres, if not mm-hmm. more, being registered in the U.S. So uh, 2019, there's been such an oversupply and over-farming of hemp versus the actual demand that has decreased prices drastically. Um you mentioned that you, uh, like, as a company, you becoming um, a marketing uh, agency. Uh, is that for your uh, like um, community members? Like, are you accepting new members in your community and you no know, of farmers? Right now, we're not taking on any more partner farms. Uh, we want to nurture the farms that are in our network, at least in the United States. We would be open to um, discussion uh, and or consulting for uh, overseas or other countries um, where we can take our experience and really help other farmers get up to speed and get a successful crop uh, with limited failures right off the bat. Uh, for, for us, we don't want to overcommit and we want to be able to market and sell all the products that our farmers grow for us. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I checked your website, I was not entirely sure. Uh, do you work, do you work with farmers like your partners, or you have a collective, or do uh, you work with them like separately, or uh, how does this whole structure uh, is uh, working, and uh, what is the farmer's role, what's your role uh, in all of the process, and uh, do you like? Uh, manage the whole process by yourself from the plant to the like making the CBD oil and to the marketing or you divide it somehow. Can you please explain a little more about that? Sure. We, we create a, a partner farm uh, program where we supply the information. We supply the genetics. We supply uh, um, an outlet for the material to be sold. And we don't charge a consulting fee, but for the first three years, we get a small percentage of the crop for essentially turning over our SOPs and, and best case uh, farming practices. 
Uh, and this has proven very successful uh, for the farmers that we target because they don't have to outlay additional cash. I mean, cash is always very important for farmers to hold on to. And we recognize that from an early stage. Um, so now we've, we've created this program. It's worked well with some and uh, others just want to work with us for a single year to uh, absorb and gain as much information and then, you know, go about it, you know, on their own. So for us moving forward, we're really concerned with our, our current network of farmers um, of our brand and being able to have a very solid family that uh, helps feed into our supply chain. So mm-hmm. each of the farmers work independently. Um, I have a very hands-on oversight for cultivation to planting through harvesting, making sure the material is prepared in a certain way so that we can maximize uh, profits while uh, reducing uh, our costs and mm-hmm. uh, input. Um, one thing we do not do is extract. We, we are not in the extraction business, but we work with a handful um, of extractors, uh, both on the East Coast and the West Coast of the United States, and they create the raw commodities that we then use to manufacture our products. And we we manufacture both in Oregon and New York for our consumer end goods. So for testing, do you um, like use some third-party labs or something like that, or you test the products by yourself? How is this all set up? So we don't do testing uh, in-house, but we use uh, third-party labs. Uh, Chem History is a lab that we've used since 2016 uh, out in Oregon, and they test our our flour. They will test our extract. They will then test our finished uh, products to make sure they have the proper level of cannabinoids that we represent on the packaging and that it's free of pesticides and heavy metals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, what do you think has changed from uh, the time when you started uh, fusing CBD uh, and uh, for the current moment? Nothing is ever consistent. And so with the latest uh, pandemic going on worldwide, it's been very easy for us to pivot because that's all that we've done the last four years. You have to be very nimble. Um, you have to understand what's happening in the marketplace and make decisions as a company in order to survive uh, this new industry. So, uh, d- uh, yeah. Yeah. So if somebody new wants to start a CBD business at the moment, uh, we see there's uh, too much companies in the CBD industry. And uh, do you think there's there's like uh, any room for the new companies? Uh, and if yes, then which direction could they aim to? You know, that's a good question. Um, in, in capitalistic markets, there's always plenty of room for new companies to come to the party, um, have a unique product, have something that's different than what everyone else has, uh, have some deep pockets and staying power so that you can roll out the business for a few years without expecting a profit. It is not a get-rich-quick uh, scheme that many thought. Um, yes, there are some farmers and some manufacturing labs that have done very well, for a couple of years and boasted uh, large revenues. Uh, but now 
it's a different arena. And so you're going to have to have a brand, a story, um, a product with a good price point, uh, something that's different in order to be a household name. And uh, also make sure you have a very large marketing budget because that is the only way that you'll be noticed. Uh, yeah, and uh, how do you think uh, people's attitude uh, to CBD and uh, THC and uh, to like cannabis in general changed over the years? There is still so much education that we have to be able to provide to consumers um, and customers. Uh, there's been a lot of stigma with with mar- marijuana and with THC and Many people don't know the difference with uh, a lot of the hemp plants that we're growing and what cannabinoids are, what CBD, what CBG, how are these different cannabinoids beneficial to me? How do I take them? And really, we have to um, have mainstream testing, reputable testing from labs, from third-party companies, from pharmaceutical industry, uh, from doctors, professionals, be able to... Uh, validate what we know works within our body. Until that, that validation occurs, many consumers and customers uh, might just try something here and there and won't put that into their daily um, diet, let's say. And that's, you know, ultimately, you know, our goal is that we're able to provide cannabinoids for a cost-effective price, yeah. uh, have a good, reputable product, uh, that consumers can rely on. So, uh, do you mean that most of the people now uh, don't differ CBD from THC, and you have to educate them that CBD doesn't have psychedelic, psychedelic effects, etc.? That's just it. We there's a lot of education, and, and especially on the smokable flower. If it looks the part, if it smells the part, especially when it's smoked, um, people have that negative stigma associated with with THC. Uh, So it's going to take some time uh, and education uh, to change the perception. And then it's going to take years in in order to get there. So you think in about like five, ten years, uh, people would uh, recognize CBD as something normal and uh, it would be just like on any shelf, etc.? Well, exactly. I mean, have it with your cup of coffee or tea in the morning. Um, it should just be uh, like daily vitamins. Um, I think we'll start seeing different blends of uh, the various major and minor cannabinoids in, in very specific ratios to help with uh, different ailments that uh, plague uh, society. Um, you know, people are sick and tired of feeling sick and tired at the end of the day, and modern medicine has not been working to the best of the ability. So, so. People are looking for different alternatives um, to relieve stress, to relieve uh, inflammation, um, to help with uh, insomnia, anxiety, uh, skin conditions, psoriasis. And that's where cannabinoids are going to play a major role. We just have to get the price points down to where it's affordable for everyone to take on a daily basis. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, people usually buy CBD like for what purpose do they buy it? For uh, calming or for something else? And uh, which of your products is most popular now? And which one do you think will be popular in future? Because I saw that you have lots of different products like from uh, uh, CBD oils to soaps, etc. Which one do you think will be most popular in near future? So our, our two best uh, products at, at Fusion CBD... We have our 1,000 milligram uh, tincture and also a 1,000 milligram topical. Uh, what's interesting with the tincture, we, we use an extraction process that preserves major minor cannabinoids. It's predominantly CBDA uh, with the terpenes uh, preserved in it. So we take the extract and we take hemp seed oil, and those are the only two ingredients. Uh, the tincture has a very strong flavor that it takes a while for some people to get used to, but it can be used, taken both orally or used topically uh, for skin abrasions, for arthritis on the hands. Most people will purchase CBD products for uh, insomnia or uh, anxiety and stress uh, at the beginning, but then after taking it for a couple weeks, they just start feeling better and then become believers. And then there's also the folks that, um, get drug tested so they can't take anything internally. And that's where the topical has been, um, very popular. You know, our, our, our thousand milligram, uh, salve and the, the salve we can, you know, put on, uh, achy joints, uh, swollen hands, uh, post workout recovery and also has, you know, various, uh, calming effects with a lot of essential oils that are infused into the, um, blends that we create. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about uh, terpenes? Like, uh, do you work with them somehow? Because, because uh, we heard that it's uh, you know in trend now. So the terpenes, we don't use any uh, additional terpenes. We only wh- with our extractor. He's got very uh, proprietary uh, extraction, and it preserves the terpenes as they occur naturally in our plant. We're not introducing any additional terpenes into our extract. Um, and so there are very components that, you know, become very effective. And I think in, in the future, we're going, science is going to unlock all the, um, major benefits of having terpenes and how terpenes kind of work as a locking key mechanism, uh, with cannabinoids and the endocannabinoid system in our body. Mm-hmm. So uh, you said uh, that new companies have to be unique. Like if somebody wants to get involved, uh, they must have like good marketing budget and their product or business must be unique. Do you mean unique? Uh, the product itself must be unique or uh, like the brand must be unique. Uh, can you please elaborate a bit more about this? Sure. I think products that will stand out in the marketplace uh, because it's already a very crowded marketplace will be items that customers haven't seen before, different delivery mechanisms, um, whether it's uh, nasal or sublingual um, or different various types of uh, sprays or nano encapsulation. These are just a few of the um, various ways that we can take cannabinoids, infuse them into products uh, for uh, ingestion purposes. Um, And it's, there's a lot of uh, scientific um, there's a lot of science out there that will be applied to creating 
better products as the years go on. So you think like in future, uh, the products will be not just CBD, like it will be CBD, C CBG, etc. So uh, do you think that each product like will have its particular use for something and uh, it will work that way? Or maybe you can tell us uh, in general, how do you see the future of the CBD industry in about like five, 10 years from now? I mean, I, I see the CBD industry as that being of cannabinoids. It's not about just CBD. It's going to be about CBG, CBC, CBN, uh, CBDG. Uh, every day there's, there's new cannabinoids being discovered. Science testing, uh, needs to catch up to what the farmers are able to plant in the ground and produce. Um, cause right now there's a little bit of a disconnect. We're, we're farming and producing some very powerful potential um medicine for the the public although we cannot make any claims that we have a, a you know medically beneficial product uh, so we have mm -hmm. we are very very careful we're very careful on, on our website and and with our consumers um we have to make suggestions so once the the outside third party companies are are able to do these Uh, various trials with the product and are able to create white papers uh, for consumers to read and understand, that's when we'll see the various combinations of, okay, this is a four to one CBG to CBD ratio, and it's going to treat something very specific. So we're definitely bridging the gap uh, between pharmaceutical, nutraceutical, and plant-based medicines. Mm -hmm. So do you think uh, that in about like five years from now, there will, there will be the same, like a lot of CBD companies out there? Or do you think uh, there will be like uh, three or five bigger companies and that's all like uh, we see in other businesses? I think, you know, in five years, there'll be a few brands that definitely rise to the top um, that and they're there right now and they'll get more market space. But then mm -hmm. consumers will always buy local. They will want the, the brand that they know, the farmer. Um, and so there will always be these regional markets throughout the world where smaller CBD companies, cannabinoid companies, hemp farms will be able to survive. I think in 2020, we're going to see many companies go out of business, especially with the current pandemic going on. Those that can mm -hmm. weather the storm, um, you know, over the next uh, 12 to 18 months, have a very viable chance to be around for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and uh, what about advertisements? Uh, like, which ways uh, do you think are most efficient and effective uh, for CBD and uh, other products like that? I tell you, advertising and uh, merchant processing have been very challenging. Um, on the merchant processing, credit card processing side, we've been through four or five different merchant processors over the last four years. We finally got approved by uh, Square uh, uh, Processing to be able to, um, you know, accept uh, credit card payments. But then that also ties into, um, you know, Instagram, social media, Facebook. We're very limited with what we can post and, and how we can get the message out there um, 
unlike other industries that have kind of free reign and, and can boost their posts. So we use a combination of um, online uh, advertising, uh, back-end uh, SEO. Uh, we're getting into radio advertising. We do some print advertising. Um, you know, we've done a good job with getting on uh, various uh, news stations you know, to get our story out, to get the message out. And it's something that um, is endless. I mean, we could be spending uh, 100000 to a $1 million a month uh, in advertising, depending on what size company we want to be. Hmm. So, uh, in terms of marketing, which way is like the most efficient for you? Is it SEO or uh, which which thing from the ones you mentioned is the most efficient? And especially, especially a lot of people who are who will be listening are just people who want to start uh, a CBD business or they just recently started. So, if they don't have a lot of budget, is there any way? And uh, which way is the best for them? If you don't have a lot or a very limited budget, your best way of marketing would be doing local events, uh, boots on the ground. Um, if you do farmers markets, if you do craft fairs, something in, in the community to get your brand out there. Um, if you do work with uh, different newspapers or try to get interviews, there are many ways to get quote unquote free type advertising. Um, as far as uh, a paid advertising, And if you have a website with an online presence, I mean, SEO is uh, a minimum and, you know, you, you could easily spend $5,000 a month and it will do very little, you know, it, it'll do just the basics to keep your name uh, out there. So uh, influencers are another good way uh, to, to get the product out there. Uh, giveaways. Um, It's uh it's a full time job just doing the the marketing component and you know for us we we started out as farmers first but our company is now evolving uh, into more of a you know marketing uh, company distribution you know we're creating other products that are going to be beyond cannabinoids uh, we're going to start growing uh, various um, uh, edible uh, mushrooms to be able to extract and to infuse, you know, into our products for health and wellness. Uh, you know, we make a hand sanitizer right now to help with the community and um, give people access to products that they can't um, currently get. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so uh, in terms of marketing and in terms of uh, the people who you work with, uh, if, for example, um, Who can work with you? Only farmers? Or if somebody wants to like white label your brand or sell your brand under the, their name or just like sell your, sell your brand uh, uh, by, by your name, uh, is there any opportunity for people to work with you aside farmers? Sure. I mean, right now we're uh, looking for various distributors to uh, push out the Fusion CBD products. Uh, we can go directly to wholesale if stores want to um, ha- have the Fusion CBD product line on their store shelves. They could reach out directly the wholesalers, distributors. We even have uh, opportunities for very salespeople uh, to come in and, and push out our, our product. And so that, those are the different areas and teams that we're focusing on building right now. Um, mm-hmm. Farmers, we're kind of uh, 
2020 is a is a pause year on farming. We're not going to have as many acres uh, in the ground. We want to see what happens in the marketplace um, to where we can evolve. And then we can always grow more. I mean, that's the easy part. There, there will not be a shortage of cannabinoids on the marketplace if we are to need them. Uh, okay. And uh, from when you started your business uh, till this moment, uh, which of your expectations did not, did not meet reality and uh, which didn't? <laughs> that's that's uh, an interesting question. Um, my business partner, Ed, and I have always stayed very focused, very aggressive, um, and also frugal <laughs> with our spending. Uh, we've, we've been self-funded uh, from the beginning. And uh, we had a 10x, maybe even a 40x growth from 2018 to 2019. Uh, and so the expectations of the bar just naturally got raised every year. But now we're having to to lower that expectation from you know last year's performance to something more realistic. So we're starting to settle in and, and see where our brand stands. We know what we are and we know what we're not which is very important, and many companies don't know that. So uh, for the five years uh, you have this company, what are the most like important business lessons you have learned? And um, the main ones, can you explain us uh, how people can avoid mistakes? What are the main mistakes people usually make when they start a CBD business? I think the most important is just because you have money or if you bring in outside capital from investors, does not mean you have to run and spend it all. It's very important to to operate frugally. Uh, really think about every decision on what you're spending, what you're trying to gain from it. Um, we've seen this countless times where um, new company shows up, they have millions of dollars behind them, they spend the millions of dollars, and then you know they're uh, going out of business uh, a year or so later. So it's It's giving yourself three months, six months, 12 months benchmarks to be able to hit. Um, we tell people all the time, if you're looking to farm, grow three acres, harvest successfully, sell all the three acres. Then maybe you do 10 acres. You know, the second you go from 10, 20 acres up to 100 acres, it's a completely different ball game and it's a different amount of money that needs to be spent in order to just successfully harvest your crop with not always having um, uh, a marketplace to sell it to. Uh, and so that's what, you know, the, the misconception a lot of farmers have right now. They want to jump in, they want to grow, and they think that people are just going to run and buy the material. And that is not the case. That was the case maybe for one or two years. And it was still challenging in those times to find the, the right buyers. Um, so that that's the most important thing is, You know, invest in yourself, roll the money and profits over into your business. Don't expect a, a big paycheck. Um, I mean, the first three years of our business, I was still traveling 60 days a year as a commercial automotive photographer, um, taking pictures to, to pay my daily bills. And so it was, I essentially had two full-time jobs for the first three years. Um. 
What do you think? Maybe there's some uh, service industries around the CBD and cannabis uh, business. Maybe maybe some online services that might help uh, like business to grow or something like that. Or maybe you already using something and, and uh, maybe it's lacking some functionality. Like, is there any demand for that? Uh, can you further explain? I'm not sure if I'm following the question. Uh, I mean... Or- uh, Besides the like main uh, products, uh, like pro- production, like from growing to uh, producing, uh, etc. Maybe there's some, um, you know, uh, some business might uh, be somewhere in in between them, like as a service company. Uh, maybe some automation or something like that. So there, there are. There's a lot of different ways to participate in the hemp industry. Um, you can approach it from a marketing platform. You can be a consultant. You can be a white label uh, manufacturer. You can be a farmer and you can be a brand. Uh, so there, there's a lot of different areas to be able to put focus on. But just because it's a CBD hemp company doesn't mean that there's endless amount of money uh, to be able to spend. Um, you know, we went through uh, and an exercise this year and we, we brought on a, a few different, uh, outside professionals to, uh, help build our business and to carry us to that next level. But it comes at a very steep price tag and you just have to be willing to, um, and be positioned to be able to pay for some of these uh, services. Uh, sure. Fusion could get into consulting. Um, if we wanted to, but that hasn't been one of our, our business models. I mean, you know, right now for us, it's continuing to build, uh, the fusion CBD, uh, brand, uh, create more, uh, consumer products and increase our, uh, store shelf, uh, presence and, um, you know, reach throughout the United States and the rest of the world as we open up doors for, uh, distribution. So you tell about the rest of the world. Uh, do you think uh, it might be it might get legal in other countries soon? And uh, maybe you know something. Maybe you know which countries would be uh, would legalize it soon. And uh, would you get would you be interested in uh, getting involved into selling CBD in uh, other countries? <laughs> I mean, absolutely. There, there's marketplaces opening up all around the world. The, the biggest hurdle is import and export. So we would look to work with, um, you know, professionals that have, uh, successfully, you know, imported, exported other commodities and products, uh, that we would do a trial with to start, um, you know, shipping products to be able to be distributed, uh, you know, let's say, uh, you know, in Europe or South America. And every country has their own protocols that we just have to make sure that we can uh, that our manufacturing practices match up with, that our, our tracking matches, that our testing uh, lines up for. So uh, each country will just have to be looked at independently, but we're absolutely open to uh, various um, endeavors. Uh, yeah, and what are the main challenges in terms of law and uh, regulations for CBD companies and uh, how do you solve them? You know, I think THC is the biggest uh, hurdle, and there's no standardization of testing. So we could have labs here in the States test our product uh, and our commodities, um, 
and they will be compliant within our regulations. But if we say export them and they get through customs and customs wants to test them and then it shows that there's THC in it because they cannot measure, for example, the the 0.3% threshold or 0.2%, then they would, you know, potentially either confiscate um, or we'd have to ship back the product. Mm -hmm. (coughs) And and, uh, uh, what do you think about hemp in general? Maybe there's, uh, you know, a market for uh, different kind of products uh, made from it. So I think it's a very, that the hemp plant is very interesting. And we are just at the beginning of learning about the various aspects that this plant can help us in everyday life. We have focused on the cannabinoids because that's been the short-term cash grab, but the stalk, the stem, the roots, uh, the fiber. Um, I'm interested in hempcrete. 3D printing hempcrete homes is going to be a reality somewhere down the road. And so are we able to uh, create a, a tri-crop where we have the tall, skinny, traditional hemp plants, but the top of the head is, say, 15 to 20% cannabinoids with no THC. And then we can, you know, take the tops, we can take the seed, we can take the fiber and, you know, make uh, endless amounts of products with it. But those types of factories, uh, machinery, infrastructures are tens of millions of dollars uh, to be able to set up for especially for the textile industry so we're probably five to ten years out from uh starting to see some of the potential that this plant really holds Mm -hmm. so uh in terms of cbd and uh, thc we don't uh, usually hear uh, people talking about thc too often they usually talk about cbd and uh, product and uh, cbd related products so what do you think is the future of thc and um, uh, overall like is there any room for uh, rec- recreational cannabis or it's all taken and uh, uh, there's no sense to get involved in it oh i mean i, I uh, products, uh, and I think there's plenty of room. <clears throat> I mean, we are, we're just starting out on the THC side in the United States here. Um, and not all states are on board. And so that's going to be the next big hurdle. Once we get through the, the hemp startup phase and that then we start seeing the deregulation for THC worldwide. Now we're going to start seeing one-to-one products, one part CBD, one part THC. That's when it's going to get really interesting uh, in the health and wellness world. So in terms of law and regulations, what are the main differences if you want to sell uh, THC products? So is it more difficult in terms of like regulators and uh, in terms of meeting meeting all the requirements like that law has for it? Sure. Well, let me just uh, talk about Oregon since that's where I'm based and mm-hmm. uh, can give, give some insight. I mean, we do not participate at all in the THC sector, although I do have colleagues that that do. So on the on the THC side, it's heavily regulated. Every plant has to be tagged. You have uh, camera systems uh, tracking all the movement, 
um, you know, within whether it's an inside grow or an outside grow, uh, there are limits to the size of your grow. Um, I believe it's uh, one acre uh, outside um, that you can have. Um, inside might be 20,000 square feet uh, cultivation max, <coughs> I believe. Uh, so you have a pretty significant upfront cost. And a few years ago, the market became flooded with out-of-state companies trying to set up shop here in Oregon. There's only 4 million people in the state of Oregon, so you don't have a lot of potential people to sell to. Um, the price plummeted, and people couldn't sell their you know, indoor material for $500 a pound. Now, fast forward, uh, the last couple of years, many businesses could not survive. They went out, and the prices have gone up to $1,400 a pound, and it's become uh, profitable again for the indoor grower. Now, mm-hmm. on, on, on the hemp side, we have no canopy limit. Um, there's no cameras tracking that are needed. So farmers are going to overproduce this crop very, very easily, which is in turn is creating all these, the downward spiral of of the prices. And so last year, the material that we've, you know, got $40 a pound for, we can't even find a buyer at $5 a pound for the same mm-hmm. material. And that is not going to correct itself um, in the near future. So uh, in, ter- in terms of the current situation, uh, when the whole industry and uh, basically the economy in total is decreasing, uh, how do you deal with it? Uh, what measures do you take? And uh, maybe you can recommend something uh, to people. What can they do to uh, get through the crisis? So right now, during this pandemic uh, here at Fusion CBD, we've, we've gone into crisis mode. Um, we are vacating rentals. We are downsizing our footprint. We have laid off over half of our staff and, and are having very, um, you know, serious conversations daily, uh, on what we have to do in order to drive the minimum amount of revenue that we need each month in order to survive. And it is a, a day to day, week to week experience currently. Our goal is to get through the other side and be one of the companies that's left standing. Mm. So I saw on your website website that you started selling sanitizers. Uh, do they work good? Like, uh, do people buy a lot of sanitizers, or uh, is just like uh, one of the products? So we just started producing this past week, um, and we expect to be selling out of our, our hand sanitizers because of the currently high demand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for the next four to six weeks, we'll, or longer, we'll see an increased demand. All the, the governmental agencies and, uh, medical establishments are, um, absorbing all the 99% alcohol that's currently on the market in bulk. So we've had a difficult time even sourcing a lot of the raw ingredients, but we're able to pick up hundreds of gallons at a time. And so we, we blend it down, um, one of our, our co-packer manufacturers already had a, a formula that was being utilized. So it was a very easy segue for us to create 
uh, these hand sanitizer par- uh, products mm. and offer to the community. Um, you know, we've been able to donate to the local law enforcement. We're going to continue with uh, our donations and have a, a low price point to be able to um, get this into uh, the customers and in our local community that needs them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So um, that's basically all the questions that we had. And um, uh, it was great talking to you. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Yes. Likewise. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, feel free to check out our products at uh, fusioncbd.com. Yeah. Um, I'm always available Adam at fusioncbd.com for any uh, questions people might have and, you know, mm-hmm. I look forward to, you know, being part of this industry and educate others along the way. Great. So people can reach out to you for marketing as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Great.